Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into The Evolution of Everything by best-selling author Matt Ridley. This enlightening book takes us on a journey to explore how the concept of evolution extends far beyond the familiar territory of genetics, infusing itself into the very fabric of our daily lives. Ridley posits that this process of gradual and aimless change is the driving force behind advancements and shifts in everything from economic markets and language to technology and societal customs. Armed with his expertise in science and economics, coupled with his experience as a journalist for esteemed publications like The Times and The Wall Street Journal. Ridley invites us into a thought-provoking discourse. This book is not just an exposition, but also a celebration of the subtle power of evolution in arenas outside of biology. The evolution of everything is a perfect match for liberal thinkers and inquisitive minds fascinated by the universal nature of evolutionary change and its impact on human progress. The book is a testament to Matt Ridley's authorial prowess, a credential bolstered by his membership in the UK's House of Lords and his track record of impactful writings, including titles like The Rational Optimist, How Prosperity Evolves, Genome, The Autobiography of a Species in 23 Chapters, and The Red Queen, Sex and the Evolution of Human Nature. Join us as we summarize and reflect upon this compelling narrative that challenges us to see the world as an ongoing tapestry of evolution, highlighting the unseen yet profound forces that shape our existence and progress, one subtle change at a time. The Evolution of Everything How New Ideas Emerge Introduction Unveiling the Hidden Threads of Progress Evolution Beyond Biology Take a moment to consider the origins of the Internet, the unfolding of language, or the genesis of your moral views. While we often attribute them to direct invention or top-down mandates, there's a force at work beneath the surface reminiscent of something we usually reserve for the natural world evolution. Yet, this evolution isn't confined to the biological realm where species adapt over generations. It encompasses a broader, more pervasive process, the kind that shapes entire societies, technologies, and ideologies. It's like watching a tapestry weave itself from the bottom up, each thread an independent agent contributing to an elaborate pattern no single weaver could have envisioned. The narrative of The evolution of everything pivots around this very concept, that the gradual advancement of human culture mirrors the organic, decentralized nature of evolution we see in the wild. Emergent systems, from the depths of language to the complexity of economic exchange, have all blossomed from a myriad of individual interactions, not the grand designs of elites. In this exploration, you'll discover how DNA and language are surprisingly kindred in their evolutive dance, why the notorious Wild West might have been far less chaotic than Hollywood would have you believe, and the unexpected journey of money from a diverse medium of exchange to a state-controlled monopoly. By re-envisioning evolution as an omnipresent sculptor of human life, we can begin to unravel the complex story of how we got here and, perhaps, where we're headed next. Part 1. 
Challenging Creationism, The Emergence of Evolutionary Thought in Western Philosophy. Take a trip back in time through the annals of Western philosophy, and you'll notice a recurring theme. The world is a product of divine blueprints, and design reigns supreme. This creationist worldview stitches together a belief in intentional design, be it by gods, demiurgs, or the guiding hand of fate, from the ethereal ideals of Plato, where societies are mere shadows of a perfect cosmic order, to the decisive hand of gods in Homer's epic battles, the narrative of design is unmistakable. Even as history marched on, Martin Luther preached the divine determination of human destiny, and Friedrich Nietzsche endorsed the formation of healthy societies through the forceful plans of eminent leaders. Not to be left out, Karl Marx envisioned a meticulously planned state as the crucible for social and economic flourishing. These perspectives, different as they may be, share an unmistakable conviction that behind the curtain of reality there is a master planner, be it a deity, genius philosopher, or revolutionary thinker. Yet this view left little room for spontaneity or the unprogrammed evolution of societies and ideas. But outliers emerge in any storyline. One such revolutionary thinker was the ancient Greek philosopher Epicurus, who defied the common thought of his time. He postulated that the universe and its many wonders, from the stars above to the morality within us, weren't the result of divine craftsmanship or regal decree. Instead, he proposed a radical notion that all was made from infinitesimal atoms, operating under nature's impersonal laws, not a god's whims. Echoing this sentiment, the Roman poet Lucretius sang of a world composed of invisible particles, unshaped by deific creators and devoid of ultimate purpose. Both Epicurus and Lucretius, audacious in their thoughts, were the intellectual mavericks who paved the philosophical pathways that would eventually lead to Darwin's evolutionary revelation. Let us delve deeper into these evolutionary undercurrents in Western thought. From the ancient atomistic views to the gradual acceptance of evolution as the weaver of the world, layer by invisible layer. Part 2. The Darwinian Revolution. Shifting the paradigm from creation to evolution. In the vast canvas of human inquiry, few brushstrokes have altered our understanding of life quite like those of Charles Darwin. Long before his name became synonymous with evolutionary biology, critical thinkers like Epicurus, Lucretius, and a succession of Enlightenment philosophers like David Hume dared to question the prevailing divine narrative, with each pondering the same compelling dilemma. If a grand creator fashioned all of existence, who then crafted the creator? Darwin, aboard his legendary voyage to the Galapagos Islands, encountered a mosaic of wildlife that fueled his groundbreaking contemplations. What he perceived in the rich diversity of nature was a complex tapestry of life, not the product of omnipotent design, but the outcome of gradual, natural processes. His theory of biological evolution, grounded firmly in the concept of natural selection, unveiled a world where individuals best adapted to their environs were more likely to survive 
and pass on their traits to the next generation. In the modern epoch, when the genetic code has been deciphered and the conversation has shifted to the utility of genes, the echoes of creationism fade further. It appears that genes do not necessarily serve the body in an altruistic manner, but use it as a vessel for their own proliferation, much in line with Richard Dawkins' narrative in The Selfish Gene. From this vantage point, genes are not meticulously designed for the greater good. Instead, they are self-serving entities, surfing through generations. Discovery reinforces this view, revealing genes within our DNA that seem idle, devoid of discernible purpose. Such revelations chime with Dawkins's allegory and pose a subtle but profound refutation of a creationist's meticulously built world. A divine architect, one might imagine, would be loath to fill the molecular realms with genetic passengers without a ticket to biological utility. Thus, through natural selection, Darwin effectively excised the hand of a creator from the living world, forwarding a postulate where life, in all its forms, weaves itself, a dynamic tapestry, perpetually retouched by the blind but meticulous artist known as evolution. Part 3. Culture, Economy and Technology The Wider Domains of Evolution Is it possible that the intricate dance of evolution extends beyond the confines of genes and species? Could the same principles that guide the survival of the fittest in nature also orchestrate the symphonies of language, the flux of markets, and even the arc of technological innovation? The answer is a resounding yes. Indeed, evolution thrives wherever information flows with a flavor of randomness, much like the genetic whispers passed down through generations, or the variegated cultural wisdom imparted from one mind to another. The phenomenon of evolution isn't exclusive to biological realms. It infiltrates and shapes human culture as intricately as it does DNA. Consider language, a vivid exhibition of evolutionary principles at play. DNA and language share an elegant commonality. They both wield a limited set of fundamental elements to conjure an endless array of expressions, like the quartet of nucleobases that form the genetic alphabet. The letters that comprise human languages recombine to give birth to new words, phrases, and meanings, each vying for a spot in the lexicon. Those that resonate with our lexicons and cultures persist, while the unused and obsolete dwindle into silence. Similarly, the economy exhibits evolutionary tendencies. Adam Smith envisioned a marketplace without a conductor, where the invisible hand of supply and demand steers the ship of commerce. His seminal work, The Wealth of Nations, posits that prosperity emerges from the organic interplay of trade and transactions, mirroring the selective pressures that mold biological life forms. Moving into the modern era, economist Joseph Schumpeter recognized markets as breeding grounds of innovation, continually introducing and sifting through the fitness of products and services. Like a living ecosystem, the marketplace sanctions the survival of the most appealing innovations allowing the less viable to fade away. This evolutionary lens finds its focus in the realm of technology too, where each breakthrough begets the blueprint for the next. In the ongoing narrative of communication devices, for instance, the progression is unmistakable. 
The telegraph begets the landline, which in turn begets the cell phone. Each iteration an evolutionary step bound to birth the next marvel. In every facet, from linguistics to ledger books, from silicon chips to social norms, we witness the tireless engine of evolution, not as mere analogy but as a fundamental process driving transformation and growth. Part 4. The Evolution of Morality and Religion A Social Journey Beyond Divine Intervention For millennia, humans have turned to the heavens to explain the origins of their moral compass. Stone tablets etched with commandments and prophets graced with divine revelations have long been regarded as the cornerstone of moral doctrine. Yet, the genesis of morality and the essence of religion may not be as celestial as once believed. Morality, it appears, is a language spoken by communities, an ever-changing dialogue sculpted by mutual understanding and the desire for harmonious coexistence. The forge of morality is not divine decree, but human interaction, a continuous confluence of experiences that differentiates acts of kindness from breaches of trust. Adam Smith, renowned for his economic theories, also delved deep into the realm of moral philosophy. His observations revealed that moral sensibilities are not indoctrinated but arise naturally. Similar to language acquisition, we learn through social immersion which behaviors win the affection of our peers and which invite disapproval. This constant feedback loop, a societal mirror bearing reflections of empathy and censure, has woven a tapestry of shared moral values, a fabric perpetually dyed by the colors of cultural evolution. This notion challenges the foundation of religion, which has often claimed morality as the edict of the gods. If morality is a cultivated social construct rather than a divine issuance, then religion too must be subject to the forces of evolution, an invention of humanity with no celestial architect. The vast religious landscape offers clues to its evolutionary nature. Once, the pantheons of ancient Greece and Rome teemed with deities as fallible and capricious as the mortals who revered them. Over time, the divine narrative shifted towards the veneration of a singular, all-encompassing entity epitomized by the monotheism of Christianity and Islam. This transformation from the multifaceted and human-like traits of Zeus to the transcendental and incorruptible nature of Allah marks a significant evolutionary stride in the conceptualization of divinity. Further evidence lies in the historical crucible of the Roman Empire, where various spiritual beliefs meshed and competed for prominence. Christianity itself emerged not as a divine fait accompli, but as the successful adaptation of one set of beliefs among many. Consequently, religions, much like the morals they encompass, have traversed their own evolutionary paths, filtered through cultural selection and societal adaptation. We are witnesses to a legacy not inscribed in stone by the gods, but written in the collective heart of human endeavor, an ever-unfolding manuscript of spiritual and moral evolution. Part 5. Revisiting the Source of Personality and the philosophy of education. The curious case of twins separated at birth and yet exhibiting astonishingly parallel personalities has perplexed psychologists for decades. It's a powerful anecdote that challenges a deeply rooted conviction. The belief that personality is entirely crafted by external influences, particularly during the pivotal developmental years of childhood. 
the assumption that culture exclusively molds the individual. Like a sculptor shaping clay aligns with the creationist view that sees every facet of personality as a byproduct of upbringing and environment. Yet, this notion is gradually giving way to an evolutionary perspective that recognizes the emergence of personality as an interplay between innate predispositions and cultural context. Consider the passionate debates spurred by the gendered aisles of toy shops, which many criticize for reinforcing societal stereotypes. The urging to select dolls for girls and trucks for boys is seen by some as evidence of culture dictating behavioral differences between genders. However, is it culture that imprints these genuine tendencies, or might there be an inherent proclivity at work? Studies and observations, including those among our primate cousins, suggest that gendered preferences may not be entirely the offspring of cultural conditioning. When presented with the choice of a truck or a doll, young children, regardless of prior exposure to such toys, often gravitate towards the items that align with their biological inclinations. The influence of creationist thought extends to the domain of education, where the predominant model hinges on the transfer of knowledge from the knowing adult to the learning child. This approach paints the educator as the architect of the educated, instilling knowledge in a top-down fashion. Yet, when education embraces evolution over creation, as seen in the Montessori pedagogy, the results can be profound. The Montessori approach fosters a learning environment that emphasizes self-guidance and experimentation, eschewing rigid instruction for natural curiosity. This system has cultivated a commendable lineage of innovators, with industry titans like the founders of Amazon, Google, and Wikipedia among its alumni. These observations herald an understanding that personality develops through a deeply rooted process, growing from within rather than purely sculpted from without, and that education flourishes not under the strict hand of constructed curricula, but in the fertile soil of self-discovery and collaborative exploration. Part 6. Natural Selection in the Wilds of Innovation, a Bottom-Up Perspective. Picture the Enlightenment Era's grand project, the Encyclopédie, a monumental compilation of human knowledge. Interestingly, in its nascent forms it scarcely featured any biographies. The message to the reader was clear. Innovation doesn't spring forth from the brilliance of a select few. It is, instead, a process of collective evolution, much like the natural selection observed in nature. Fast forward to the modern day, and the zeitgeist tells a different tale. Society often elevates leaders as the champions of innovation, the visionary architects of the future. Names like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos, and Mark Zuckerberg have become almost synonymous with the groundbreaking revolutions of their respective companies. The passing of Steve Jobs, for instance, roused fears for Apple's future, as if the innovator's singular genius was the sole lifeline of the tech giant. The truth, however, is that innovation is not solely at the mercy of charismatic leaders or central planning. Consider the Californian enterprise, Morningstar Tomatoes. With not a CEO in sight and managers nowhere to be found, this vanguard of the tomato industry has thrived for two decades on the principle of self-management. Growers, packers, and salespeople alike 
navigate their roles without a central command, proving that innovation and profit can stem from the autonomy and collective intelligence of employees. This emergent approach to success challenges the top-down version of creativity and problem-solving, where power and guidance is presumed to flow from a summit of authority. Moreover, the mythical tales of a lawless Wild West are ripe for a re-evaluation. Far from the anarchic no-man's land conjured in popular imagination, the frontiers of the 19th century were grounds for grassroots governance. Pioneers didn't wait for an iron-fisted state to enforce order. Rather, they crafted their own norms, rules, and systems of justice. What emerged was a natural code, not unlike the self-regulating principles described by Adam Smith, governing societies with an invisible hand. In essence, the evolution of innovation, be it in commerce or in community law, honors a bottom-up model that rivals the notion of design by a commanding few. It is an organic, decentralized process, echoing the evolutionary forces that sculpt the myriad forms of life, an unseen choreography writing the history of progress one step at a time. Part 7. From Bata to Bitcoin, the Evolution of Currency and Cyberspace. It's remarkable how the internet, that vast interconnected expanse, thrives without a singular entity wielding dominion over it. This modern wonder, a realm of boundless data and digital exchange, is a testament to the power of decentralized evolution. It begs the question, could money share a similar evolutionary tale? For ages, money has been a staple of societal exchange, evolving naturally from the grassroots barter system. Traditionally, coinage wasn't an invention decreed by rulers or centralized powers, but was born from the ingenuity of traders seeking efficient commerce. Yet, over time, the creation and regulation of currency drifted into the domain of government bodies. Historical snapshots, such as Sweden's free banking system of the 19th century, paint a different picture of money's past. Banks, central ones and others, coexisted in competition, each issuing their own notes, a harmony of fiscal variety that spurred economic stability and innovation, without the intervention of a single monetary authority. Parallel evidence from Canada in the 1930s showcases the robustness of a decentralized banking system, one that weathered the global financial storm of the Great Depression without the overseeing hand of a central bank. Today, with the digital revolution ushering in new forms of currency like air miles, mobile phone credits, and cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, we're witnessing the rebirth of unbound monetary evolution akin to the early days of barter and trade. Turning our gaze to the internet, this digital frontier mirrors the organic, ever-evolving nature of early monetary systems. Birthed from the collective tinkering of programmers and enthusiasts, this global network transcended all foreseen boundaries, spontaneously generating phenomena like blogs, social networks, and powerful search engines. Its structure is both leaderless and nurturing, a contradiction to the narrative of chaos in the absence of control. Yet, the winds of change herald caution, 
The increasing tendency of governments to impose censorship heralds a potential future where the Internet's free evolution could be stifled, much like the monopolized monies of modern states. To preserve the dynamic, decentralizing spirit that has allowed the Internet, and money in its earliest forms, to flourish, there must be a concerted push to safeguard the digital domain from the consolidating grips of centralized authority. Thus, if we wish to keep the digital corridors of innovation and economic exchange as open and vibrant as the early marketplaces of peer-to-peer barter, our collective voice must advocate for an internet that operates freely, unconfined by the fetters of undue regulation and centralized control. Final summary. In the grand tapestry of existence, evolution is not solely the domain of finches and fossils. It manifests in the human-made world as much as in the natural. The essence of this book is to recognize that evolution seeps into every facet of our lives, shaping cultures, economies, technologies, moral codes, and religious beliefs. It compels us to move beyond the creationist mindset that credits a singular genius or divine hand in the unfoldment of human advancements. Instead, it invites us to gaze through the evolutionary lens, where change is not orchestrated from the top down, but emerges organically from countless individual interactions and modifications. By embracing the evolutionary narrative, we open ourselves to a wealth of insights about the ongoing transformation of our world. It allows us to appreciate the subtleties of linguistic development, the shifts in economic structures, the triumphs of technological progress, the natural progression of ethical standards, and the dynamic history of religious thought. Understanding evolution as a universal force offers us the promise of untapped potential. It reminds us that novelty, creativity, and progress are not the providence of the few, but the collective heritage of all, a potent reminder of our shared role in this ongoing odyssey of evolution. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.